Welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together, we run a website called manifestsimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. What are we looking at on today's show, Craig? We have on our agenda our perfect festival lineups, how an island in the Bahamas played a role in the heist of the century, and the power of skipping school. When was the last time you skipped school? Never. You never skipped a day of school? I don't think I ever did. My mum was on it. Did you ever pretend to be ill so that you could go home and play a PlayStation <clears throat> No, game? my mum was pretty thorough with checking I was not ill or ill. So, sadly never. We used that. to not get a day off unless we were literally bleeding or we had vomited. I was saying your mum's a teacher, isn't she? Yeah, so we, there's no days off unless... Um, a body part is like bleeding or remo being removed, <laughs> right? Or you've been visibly sick in front of my mum. Oh, so if you're going to be sick, you'd be like, mum, 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 I'm going to be sick. <laughs> now I don't get to go to school. Hey! Um, but yeah, my mum was always pretty strict with us going to school. Um, but funny little story before we get started. My brother Jim, what's up, Jim? I don't think he listens to the podcast, so giving him a shout out is, is pointless. Joe, you know who does listen to the podcast, Kim. Kim, I don't think my dad does listen to the podcast. Oh. Um, I don't even know my dad's a kind of podcast. I do, I've not even told my family about the podcast. Oh. So I think my mum listens. What's up, mum? Mum's the best. Mum. Kate. Kate. Yes. Um, but yes, Jim, once, um, basically, I think it was when SmackDown versus Raw came out. Okay. Remember that game? The original. Wrestling game. Mm. Very, very good wrestling game. Um, and basically, we used, to have our, we used to have under the tables... Like attached to the underneath of the tables, you'd have like a tray at school where you would keep your pencil case and your books yep. and the stuff you needed for the day. And Jim said that he had trapped, he had shut his hand in his tray, mm -hmm. went to okay. wel went to welfare, got mum to come and pick him up, right, so he could go home because he knew the PlayStation game was being delivered. <laughs> so my I think maybe my mum was retired at that point or she was still at work and someone had to come from home, <laughs> pick Jim up because he'd shut his hand in his tray. And Had he actually shut his hand in the tray? Most likely not. Oh, right, All he okay. wanted to do was go home, but the PlayStation <laughs> just smacked And he thought, wrong. what can I do that's the least amount of actual impact and will mean I get to go home and play the game? So he faked an injury in order to go and play a PlayStation game. Wow. Um, Fair play, Jim. Yeah, good job, Jim. I mean, it works. He got to play the game, so hey... Sometimes, so yeah, well sometimes you've got to pretend to trap your hand in your tray. That's what we've learned. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening, everyone. Um, <laughs> that's, we'll that's see you next for time. today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, I need you, Mick, to tell me something that made you angry or frustrated or pissed off this week. Oh, you said a P-bomb. Oh, I, I dropped the P-bomb. The P-bomb. Um, so... Couple of things. Um, no, no, I just need one. I just need one. Okay, you just need one. I'm going to give you a group that kind of goes together to, okay. to make this last week not brilliant. Um, Faith's been gone for a long time. A long, long time now. Um, so my girlfriend Faith has been traveling in Australia and Bali and lots of other very fancy places. Snorkeling, cocktails, turtles. Lots of very, very cool stuff going on in her life, which is wonderful. Um, I've been struggling a little bit with not being able to talk to her all the time, which is fine. She's got lots of stuff to enjoy and I'm sure she's very busy. Um, and obviously I just wanted her to enjoy her time while she's out there, but it is difficult um, and it's been a little bit annoying that um, we can't talk as much as we'd like to or um, as kind of, I mean, there's only so much you can read off a text message. So we've been trying to schedule in more FaceTimes and stuff to make it a bit more of a personal conversation instead of trying to read someone's tone or, uh, yeah, they're like how they're feeling through a text message. So that's been a bit tough. And also I have injured a ligament in my heel. Ah, is this ergo the no running for four to six weeks? So yes, I am. By the time you listen to this, I will be two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, no, one week, two weeks. I'll be two weeks, two into, weeks, two two weeks, weeks into no two running. Weeks. Um, basically, I've hit the miles too hard. I've run too many concrete paths instead of being on the trails, trails, which is where I normally am. And too many hills combined with too much mileage has meant that I have hurt my heel. And I now need to take 
between four and six weeks off, most likely four weeks because I want to go and run. Um, but um, I have some positives from that period. Um, I went for a walk the other ah. day, which I've not done probably ever. Just like stuck my headphones in and went for a nice walk and nice. tried to get lost a little bit. Which casual, brisk, brisk pace or casual um, walk? Or... A little, like, uh, casual, mostly casual. A little bit of briskness. Okay. I, 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 I did break out into a small jog oh. at one point for about 14 seconds. <clears throat> oh. But the reason I ran is because I found what I had been looking for since I moved to this new flat, which was a, like, wooded, um, like, dirt track trail to run on. Right. So I found one. In a like forest, and you, like, you thought you'd sample it for fourteen. Yeah, seconds. so I was like, well, kind of, what's an what's a good amount of time to run and test running on a trail? <laughs> fourteen, 14 seconds, seconds, apparently. I thought fourteen seconds. This is a perfect <laughs> distance, first perfect time to test out this trail. So I ran for on it for fourteen seconds. Um, the I can't wait to go and run on it. It's amazing. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably will have seen some pictures of it. It's, it looks really, really cool. So I'm looking forward to going out and um, attacking that at some point in the near future when all my heel injury is cleared up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And the other good thing that's happened this week is that because I've been a bit like struggling with be being a bit lonely and kind of being on my own in the flat, um, almost everyone who I've spoken to has like, been like, oh, dude, well, let's go out and do something. Or yeah, let's, yeah. like, bring pizzas round. There we go. Craig. Shout out, Craig. Shout out. And my shout out this week is for Craig. Oh. For bringing pizzas. Is it written? It's not really. It is. Oh, it is, is it actually? Have you written that but there? But actually, my real shout out is oh. for Jake. Oh, yeah. From the depot. Yeah, 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 because yeah. Because... Jake left us a lovely review review on he the did. Apple Podcast app. So and you. he didn't message me. I don't know if he messaged you, but I, it just appeared. And no, I was he didn't like, tell me either. So he didn't tell me either. Huge shout out to amazing. Jake. So thank you, thank you so much, Jake. If you like Jake, like this podcast, and think that it offers you um, a renewed perspective on something that you maybe hadn't explored before, um, and you would like to give us a little thumbs up or a little shout out, then please head to your podcast app and leave us a little review, which tells uh, everyone else how good the podcast is. So every time you rate the podcast or you like leave, leave a review, <coughs> excuse me, every time you leave a review, it like pushes it up the up the like chart a little bit. Yeah, it does. And the more the more people listen, obviously, I mean, it affects us very little right now because we're a small little podcast. We're a small little fish in a big pond. We are. Um, which is kind of, kind of like, um, but um, the more people that hear the podcast, the better we feel. So yeah. if you like to leave us a review, or even if you just tell someone about it, that can be your challenge this week. Tell someone about the podcast. Oh, yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Spread the word. So yes, Jake <coughs> from The Depot, thank you so much for your lovely review on the Apple Podcast app. Thanks, Jake. Should we start with the news? We've got good news. Can I go first? I quite like my good news. Um... So, mine is around hashtag Friday for Future. Okay. So, when me and Jen were in York a couple of weeks ago, there was a big student, I want to say March, through the city. Oh, yeah. And they were chanting about climate change and uh, protecting the, the environment and, you, you know, walking instead of driving shorter things and protecting their, investing in their future, basically. Okay. And so this, I found a piece of good news saying that thousands of students march against climate change. Um, and it was all for Friday, and it was the hashtag TGIFFF. Thank God it's Friday for future. Exactly. Ah, I so, see what they've done there, because the regular hashtag would be TGIF. TGIF. Which is, thank God it's Friday. Yes. Um, but this is, is not like, just any old Friday. It's Friday, Friday for, future. for future because people say TGIF because they're like they don't like their jobs to gif they're looking forward to the weekend but what you should do is get a job that feels like fun Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so this was inspired by a little Swedish girl uh, 15 year old Greta Thunberg go on Greta uh, she stood in front of the Swedish parliament every school day for three weeks to protest the lack of adequate governmental governmental initiatives to halt climate change. Um, so and it's this just is why, gone crazy. This is why we were talking about skipping school. Oh, okay, okay. Segway. Yeah, kind of a, like a seg back. A back <clears throat> she way. skipped school, but in a positive way. Yes, so this is what I was going to say. So there are, obviously, skipping school so that you can go to the park and smoke drugs is not a good idea. Or play the new WWE SmackDown game. Or play the new SmackDown versus Raw game. Jim. Not a good idea, Jim. Yeah, Jim? 
Um, what you should do if you like games and hilarious game commentary is to follow my brother on um, Instagram or Twitch. Jim Warwick. Jim P. Warwick. I don't know. He, Just my, search My him. brother does loads of cool game stuff. So if you like Twitch and you like video games and you like hilarious um, commentary on video games, then you should watch my brother on Twitch because he's funny. Um, but if you're going to skip school, at least skip school to save the planet. And invest in your future. And make other people care about your future. Yes. So I was looking into it because I was like, I've never heard of this. But then again, I'm not a big social media doer. Uh, but apparently in 123 countries and almost 200, uh, sorry, 2,050 cities, thousands of young people rallied together um, to press politicians to act on climate change. Wow. And they're all using the hashtag Fridays for future. Friday for future. Yeah. Sick. So it's a thing. So Good job, Greta. You know what? Fair play, Greta. Shout out um, to Greta. But yeah. You for bringing pizzas, Jake for leaving us a nice review, and Greta for smashing it on the world Absolutely stage. Absolutely smashing it. But yeah, it's gone crazy. Uh, loads of people are doing it. And like, politicians like Bernie Sanders, who's running for president in the US, uh, 2020. Uh, he's Has he put, actually announced that he's running for he president? Has, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. lovely. Uh, he's put, I don't want our children and grandchildren to look back on the actions, on our actions today and ask why we didn't do everything we could to address climate change. We must stand up to the fossil fuel industry and pass a green new deal. Wow. So, I mean, it could just be a power move, Bernie. Could just be a, a big power move, but... You know what? You know what I know? A lot of people praise Bernie for being a genuine guy, so... Do you know what I know nothing about? Bernie Sanders. American politics. Oh, right. <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Now I listen to the Daily Zeitgeist every once oh, in a while. Oh, you do, you and do. And they are some informed breeders. Um, Miles from Daily Zeitgeist used to work as a political correspondent. Oh. But he's like road as hell, and he supports Arsenal, so shout out to Miles from... Uh, Miles Gray from... Miles Gray? The Daily Zeitgeist. He's, he's the only uh, knowledge bank I have for American mm, politics. Same. T I never used to understand American politics and like how it all worked until I started watching TV shows like, uh, oh, what's it called? Designated Survivor okay. uh, and films like White House Down and things like that. <laughs> White oh. House Down. I believe that's a, a rather <laughs> extreme version of what goes on. Like, oh, life. so this is what happens when the president's oh, house gets blown up. The president gets killed. By mutants. Uh, uh, it's not X Men Five. Oh, it's not X Men Five. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, the guy who can turn into smoke. Um, Poof! It's away. He's sick. He is cool. Um, is it called Nightcrawler? Hey. Nightman. Dayman. <laughs> oh. Flush. Ah. Or flush. Uh huh. <laughs> flush. Uh, so go on, what's yours, Mick? I'm interested in... Re I, I've, there's literally on the paper, there's a sentence, so I want to know more. Okay, so we are in the northwest of England. England! You have a... So, you do the pop noise. Oh my god, it's so annoying. You know what, I've actually stopped doing it. I, have you actually? It's becoming a habit. Yeah, really annoying. Reading Atomic Habits and loving James Clear as I now do. Had to stop. Okay. Um, so one of your other annoying faux pas is that you do like a football chart. <laughs> I do. I, I, I'm not a big football fan or soccer fan. But you know what? That's what makes it worse. I know it right? is. If you did football chants and you knew the like melody or the rhythm uh -huh. or how they went. Or the lyrics. Or I mean, it wouldn't even matter that much. I'd be like, that's fine. Craig's an in, he's just interested in football. And he's, he's committed using, to football. Correct. And he's using them for like funny... Rhetorical funny funnies, but if you're just gonna go, that means that you are a yob, not a football fan, <laughs> or a knob. <laughs> yob and knob. Some would say the same bloody thing. <laughs> okay, so we're in the northwest of England, and there is a small city in England called Chester, which has a nice zoo. That oh, it's lovely. That Matt visits on a regular basis. He well, he, he used doesn't, to. Doesn't. He used to. Anyway, um, so your lovely Mrs. Jen has been pretty on the hunt for, um, Palm, not the hunt for, but the kind of the eradication of um, palm oil. So much to the point where she bought Lush, did one of these little orangutan soaps, yeah. and it was in the shape of an orangutan, it was orange, still has it to this day, mm -hmm. um, because it was like some of the, the proceeds towards the purchase were going towards like 
forest, like helping forests with uh, orangutans in and palm oil. And okay, sick. So palm, the palm, palm oil is a vegetable oil that is used in thousands of household products, food items, cleaning materials, and cosmetics. And since palm oil has been linked to deforestation, um, it obviously will affect uh, those animals who are living in those forests um, and the destruction of habitats. It's a big orange um, beast. Yeah, so basically conservationists are, are kind of <clears throat> rallying for stricter regulation on palm oil production. And that's why... 50 schools, businesses, restaurants, and, um, um, I don't know what the other word is. Anyway, big, big places in Chester. Corporations. Have, corporations, that's what I meant. There you go. Have revolutionized their supply chains and committed to sourcing their palm oil products from 100% sustainable sources. Oh, So nice. Chester is the first sustainable palm oil city nice in the world well done chester so good job chester it's only got a population of 77 oh, this is i'm reading off the article yeah now. i, see, I yeah. don't know the chester the chester population you do. and census figures off the top of it let's its pretend you do because that's did funny. you know craig that some, only seventy-seven thousand people live there um according to the 2001 census oh um, i didn't know and obviously because they've got a zoo in which they have animals mm. The zoo kind of is a big attraction in Chester, um, and people are kind of obviously concerned about the deforestation affecting animals. So they have started this campaign in Chester, and now the entire city of Chester is sus nice. using sustainably sourced <clears throat> palm oil. Nice. Uh, good job, Chester. Well done. So the first in the entire world. Number one. Number, number one. one. Number, number one. one. That's more football chance. We should stop now. <laughs> okay. Shall we get into this yes. week's essay? Okay. So we did forewarn that this was coming up, and I am interested in it. Okay. Have you seen the documentary on Netflix about Fire Festival? I've seen bits of it, okay. but I've spoken a lot about it with people at work. So I feel I've seen it, but not seen it with my own eyes. Okay, so you've seen it by proxy. Yes. Okay. Better way to describe how. So, Fire Festival was a um, absolute shambles. It was a shambles, but it was put on by these um, New York and um, LA um, investors and so-called kind of money. Music, the musician rapper wasn't there. Uh, ja Rule was it? Ja, ja Rule was ja involved. Ja Rule was involved, um, and there was another guy who they refer to um, quite. Um, uh, affectionately as Billy. Ah, Big Billy. Big Bill. Um, I can't remember his full name, but we'll, Bill Bowl. we'll find it. We'll find it somewhere. Um, the uh, basically the festival was touted to be some like basically an idyllic island escape where you would it's a big live exclusive event. Right? Correct. Yeah. So you would live on this island in the Bahamas for a week and listen to sets by the like most exclusive artists in the world. And you would, um, yeah, you would kind of get to live this kind of lavish lifestyle that they were selling. Um, but when they got there, the whole, the stage hadn't been completed yet. And the... They had like FEMA tents and stuff, didn't they? Like the... Yeah, so they, ta they, they told everyone that they'd be staying in luxury villas. And people paid thousands of pounds to stay in and luxury villas. it was just villas. a medical tent. And when they got there, there was just tents with like wet mattresses. And <laughs> yeah. They were still unpacking the lockers when people arrived and... Loads of the and the island wasn't even the easiest to get to. Either, no, it was wasn't. It? It was yeah, really it was two hard. private planes to get there, and then when the uh, uh, festival eventually got cancelled, they um, no one stranded. There was no planes off the island for like <laughs> yeah. a couple of weeks, apparently. Yeah. Um, so the the festival was a bit of a shambles, but the promotion of the festival was phenomenal. Yeah, it was. It Un went viral. Didn't unbelievable. It? So it basically, was lit. It was L I T lit. Basically, they got like the biggest celebrities in the world to post on Instagram saying how wonderful this event was going to be, as if they were all going to be there. They made this great promotional video. It was an orange square, wasn't Correct. it? Correct, yeah. yeah, they all posted an orange square. Um, they've made this amazing promotional video with loads of like really hot models, and they made it look like you would be living this kind of like celebrity lifestyle for the week while you were there at this festival. Um, and they were selling a kind of dream that didn't really exist, mm. um, because six weeks out from the festival, they didn't have, still hadn't planned anything properly. Um, so this essay was basically my reaction to watching that documentary. Okay, okay. Um, so <clears throat> this essay is called Fire. And if you want to read the uh, this essay, you can read it at manifestsimplicity.com forward slash fire. And fire is spelt F-Y-R-E. -E. Correct. So F -Y -R -E. It's, it's like a trendy way of spelling fire. 
It's like the YMCA, but F Y R E. No, never mind. Yeah. I like that dance you did there. That was good. Okay. Fire. <coughs> the festival that never happened. The party that doesn't exist. The eventuality that cannot be reached. We love to see images of idyllic life and unbridled success because it appeals to the part of our brains that thinks we can achieve it too. It's aspirational. But the success and joy and excess we are now so accustomed to seeing online is not only unachievable, it's unhealthy to pursue. Like a festival on a desert island, with beautiful models sipping tequila whilst the biggest bands in the world play exclusive sets on a crisp white beach. Like a private jet flight to a stilted beach villa with an ocean view. It's doable. Yes, it's doable, but often what we see in front of the camera is not an accurate representation of what's going on behind it. There is no way to achieve the dream we are being sold because it doesn't exist. But the good news is we have the power to create a better eventuality, one of creativity and human connection and freedom and forward movement. It comes when we let go of the pursuit of more and attach ourselves to the pursuit of more meaningful. We can build that island ourselves. Our simple homes are our desert islands. Our friends are the beautiful models sipping tequila on the yacht. Our jobs are our crisp white beaches. Our private jets are our contributions to society. And the soundtrack to our oasis is the laughter of our children or the loving words of our partners. We are building our islands ourselves and we're booking the bands. Let's make it the best experience of our lives. Oh, I'm also kind of curious while you were reading that, who are your friends on this yacht? Who are my friends on the yacht? Because, I mean, you've, you've written, our friends are the beautiful models sipping tequila on the yacht. So, I mean, who, who are your beautiful model friends and where the hell do you own a yacht? Um, so it's a metaphor. Ah, so, explain to me what metaphor is. Um, so a metaphor is where you say one thing. You didn't. You don't need to. With the express understanding that you mean something very different. Thank you. Consider me educated. Thank you. And if you don't know what a metaphor is, you should read some Simon Armitage because that guy. If you smash through an anthology, he's got all the knowledge. All the knowledge. I had a conversation with a with a lady the other day who was a retired English teacher. Okay. And I was saying to her how much I regretted not spending more energy and more focus in my English lessons because in hindsight those were my favorite lessons at school. Yeah. Primarily because my teacher was so passionate about the I don't know, the bloody uh, poems we were reading or whatever book we were getting stuck into, mm -hmm. that it made the lessons exciting. And um, she was saying, oh, yeah, you just had a very good teacher. And I was like, well, yes, like he was very good. Shout out Mr. Ahern. Oh. Not listening to this. He's definitely not going to listen to this. Definitely not listen to Could this. Could he even be dead? Don't think he's dead. All right, he was okay. quite a young guy when we were there. Oh. But I was a terror at school. Okay. I was a nightmare. I can imagine. Sent out on a... Look, I'm mouthy as it is. Yeah. Imagine that. And also, my mum working there, so I've got an excuse to do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm pretty good at sport, so I've got that on my back. I'm in a really cool band at school as well. I was an absolute idiot. So, I'm, Mr. Hearn, I'm sorry if I ruined any of your lessons. But, in hindsight, they were my favourite thing about high school. Um, and I was having a conversation with this woman about um, poetry and about my favourite um, poems, and Simon Armitage came up. Oh, big, do you remember doing Armitage. the anthology in school? No. What did you do in English? Uh, we did for... I can't remember what we did for language, but English literature we did Lord did of you? the Flies. Oh. We did Lord of the Flies. We did Of Mice and Men. A lot of, like, one of the other classes did that. And I remember my friends scrambling to read Lord of the Flies at least more than once. What happens in Lord of the Flies? That's where those kids are on the island. They're on the island, yeah, and it all gets messed up. Do they eat each other? I can't remember. It was a long time ago. So the the, the bit I was going to get to is that I only read the book once, and I came out with the second highest mark in the class. <laughs> and all my friends were scrambling. So I did okay. You did all right. I, did, I remember uh, the day we got results, my teacher came running over to me. Uh, the teacher only had... At the time, I think when she was younger, she was attacked by like a, a dog or something. She only had like half a mouth. Her mouth used to like. No way. Yeah, she, Mrs. Malloy was thick. That's crazy. But she came running over to me down the corridor, like mouth going everywhere, <laughs> just like, just like so excited that I got an A 
uh, on the exam. That's amazing. I got the yeah, second highest. So. I got I got two A's in English. That's the other thing that I get nice. to I get to lord over my siblings is that I smash them all in English. Nice. Um, I got a B in language, uh, A in literature. Nice. I like writing. I think that's why... It's, it is good. That's, English why, that's why starting this website was like... And this blog and this podcast was like a very simple choice for me. It was like... Writing is like getting all of the things out of your brain and onto a page. <laughs> so the writing process is cathartic in that sense. And then also, when you post it online, other people... Like, we posted our essay Things online the other day when mm. we were... We just posted Declutter. Double feature. And then we hit them up with a double hit. A mid midweek release as well, and we posted things, which is this like a pretty candid telling of my story of minimalism and how I kind of got into it. And I had a few people just hit me up on like Instagram and stuff and be like, "This is the best thing that you've written." And like this, like couple of people like benchmark. I, you've peaked now. Like I like I really needed to read this today, and um, this is a really good piece of writing. And I was like, "Oh, thanks!" Like. And you I, shout me out for posting it. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Craig for making it available to read. <laughs> um, the um, interesting thing was that I like I was the least almost nah, not the least proud, but I wasn't like I didn't think it was a super descriptive piece of writing. Mm -hmm. um, but because it was like super honest, it was um, from the heart. Yeah, like it was like pretty raw, and I didn't really. It was very hard to write because it was all very. It's me kind of admitting that I was a bit of a. Fuck up before. Sorry, didn't mean to swear. Oh, he dropped the f bomb. I was a bit of a screw up before. Like, I mean, I mean, I've been a screw up from day one. But I like um, even getting rid of all of my stuff and becoming a minimalist has not solved my problems. There's still work to be done. Yeah, like I've always been a bit of an idiot, and my friends will attest to this. Like, I'm always the first to just blurt whatever comes out my mouth, act a bit stupid, like always being the idiot. Yeah. And I, I, after doing like trying starting minimalism uh, and starting to speak this sentence um, <laughs> I'm maturing and and basically looking at things differently and it's turning me into a better person mm. um, so no I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you I think when I write my journey after my first 12 months I think I'm probably going to end up writing something similar Yeah. Uh, but yeah no I can agree I yeah. used to be well, still am an idiot however uh one with a brain now. Yeah. So segueing out of that segue, um, what, what we'll learn is that honesty and um, uh, authenticity are, are things that the people planning and putting on Fire Festival did not take very seriously. No. Um, and they so, screwed so many people over. Correct. Yeah. Well, so all the people they, who worked like... on the island, they um, basically they were panicking. They didn't have the right people. They didn't have the right location. They hadn't booked all the bands. Um, the guys who worked on the island, they didn't pay. So like there's people, the guy who was running the people working on the island, <clears> he was then had people coming to him and being like, wait, I've worked for the last six, what, six months and I've not been paid. Yeah. Um, like the place I mean, was... the, it took the world to do a crowdfunding thing for one yes, of the uh, people, didn't they? I can't yeah, remember. I can't remember there was a woman that lost loads of money and got screwed over and the, mm. the world did like a crowdfunding thing or someone started it and obviously people around the world contributed and yeah. that she ended up raising more money and being a lot better off. But yeah. everyone was like, yeah, we're not having this. And yeah. I think that, I think the point of this essay <clears> and the point of um, the documentary, I think did a very good job of telling the story um, is that no matter how um, how idyllic something seems and how how incredible the um, it looks at the outset, if you're not willing to do all the hard work mm. and you're just lying to yourself, yeah. then when people arrive, they're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, if if you're selling it as the best thing in the world and people turn up and they're like, uh, oh well. This could be okay. It's like setting expectations we spoke about before. Like telling someone that a film is absolutely incredible yeah. and then them seeing it and going, well, actually, no, it's all right. They're yeah. then going to be less inclined to see the sequel to that film or mm. or the continuation in it. Like the Marvel films, you're less likely to enjoy one of the other films after being like, well, that, that film was okay. Yeah. So, I But think I think it's different if you're making the film. If you're making the so film, this is this is the, the metaphor would be that if you said, oh, I'm making this really amazing film, it's going to come out in December and you're all going to love it and it's going to be amazing and you're going to yeah. you're going to fall in love with the characters and you're going to feel like you're there and you're going to be scared and you're going to be amazed and then if you're none you, of those things and then you don't do the work to make it that good mm -hmm. when people get there they're just going to go oh well he told us it was going to be like this yeah. and it's not mm. um, and I think the um, the way that we can apply this to our lives is that it's very easy for us to think 
this kind of a, this kind of has a look at the um, the online world, um, but I think it applies to kind of just general life as well. That um, what you're what we're being shown and what we're told is is available to us um, is not always what we need and what not always the best thing for us to chase. In fact, we have all of the things we need and we just have to appreciate them for what they are in order to put them on the pedestal that that the world puts them on. Yeah. So if you're if you come down to it and you want a desert island so that you've got somewhere nice to live, our homes, our places where we live now can be those places. We just have to see them that way. Yeah. The thing yeah, the thing with the <clears throat> like friends, looking at them through different eyes, right? Yeah, correct. Right? Like with your friends, you don't need to spend the summer on a on a sunny island yacht with lots of beautiful models. With your, hold on, let me quote you, beautiful models sipping tequila on the yacht. Yes, those those people already exist. They're our friends. I pref I, my favourite time doing something similar to this was sat on uh, my friend Ryan from back home's roof. Roof? Roof? Roof. You sat on his roof. We sat wow. on his roof. Um, shout out to Ruth. Faith's younger sister is called Ruth. Uh, there's three of them: Megan, Ruth, and Zoe. If I, I felt like if I didn't shout all three of them yeah. out, then one of them would get You'd be ousted. Um, definitely, particularly Megan. She's been very helpful over the last couple of weeks while I've been sorting my life out. Nice. Um, so thanks, Megan. Um, yeah. So my favorite time was being sat on the roof when the the first Heim album came out, and we oh, both yeah. like we text each other, "Oh, this album's sick. Shall we listen to it?" We put it on. We had a beer on the roof and sat in the sun, like. I don't need to be on a yacht and do all the things. The that... roof was the yacht. Yeah, like you don't need to do all those things, but just because the world tells you that's what's that's what success looks like. Yeah. Um, there's there's all of there's incredible things going on around us all the time. Even if it just means going for a walk and finding a trail that you've been looking for, like that can be like a holiday for you if you view it in the right way yeah um and being sold this stuff sort of like a, a small bonus like yeah. something that you didn't expect to happen just happened but yeah but i think what it takes you can be happy is, about it. it takes appreciating what you've got to elevate yourself to a level where that's possible if you're always looking at what's going on around you or online or with your friends and you're like oh this person bought a new car um, I need a new car, and that's yeah, what I want to be successful. Yeah, and therefore, therefore, if I are. don't have a new car, I must be less than that person, and that's like so unhealthy because you're not less than that person. There's no, there's nothing that, there's nothing. That's that, their life, and you have your life. Correct. You're living, you're living a story that's your own, and your new car could be cleaning out your old car. Yeah. Your new car could be appreciating the fact that you even have one, and you get to get to work every day. I appreciate my car all the time. I, I appreciate your car. No, you don't. Yeah, of course I do. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. that you get to drive here so we can record the podcast. I like that you get to drive to work so I can see you every day. Oh, like there babe. are Like, I can... Babe. I can... <laughs> because I'm kind of content with what I've got, mm. I'm not always looking at other stuff and being like, oh, I've got the iPhone 8. Oh, I wish I had the iPhone 10. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I mean, we had this discussion of, uh, about a month or two back, didn't we? Like, your phone works for you and my phone works for me, but yeah. they, they, they all work for us in different ways. Mm. Um, but the only, the only way you can um, not... You can put yourself in a position where you, don't, where you don't need to want that stuff is if you already appreciate what you have. Yeah. Like, I've got loads of cool people around me. I've got a job that I like doing. I've got a podcast, which is a really fun hobby to be doing on the side. Yeah. For now. For now. Until we drop hours at work and we pick up hours of manifest simplicity. Boom. So if you if you want to donate, send um a hundred dollars or hundred pounds to hello. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> um. Uh, or we'll have ads on next week's podcast. Let's read the ads. No, no, there Do are no need, ads. There's no ads. Do you need a new mattress? No, stop trying to sell fake mattresses. Um, okay. Um. The yeah, so if you can put yourself in a position where you already appreciate what you have, like a new mattress, like yeah, I love my mattress. Segway, I got it cheap. It was my dad's. My dad was very smart when he said you spend a third of your life in bed, so better making a good investment. I'm really glad I did. Um, it sits on bed slats on the floor. Yeah, I sleep on top of pallets. There's nothing I don't. I don't need anything else. But just because I sleep on the floor doesn't mean I should cover something. You're less of a person than I am. Yeah, that's it. That's it. 
Um, it's a... I'm going to post a picture of my bed this week and you're going to now want one because that's what you need to be successful. Well, no, I won't because I... Like, if some if someone rich and famous posts a picture of their fancy mansion and their flash cars and their holiday... That well, you, need, you obviously need a mansion. Yeah, but you don't. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. The, I'm winding you. That's the thing. <laughs> Um, that's what this essay is exploring. It's interesting, kind of... this one. There's a lot of people are obviously speaking about fire uh, yeah. and the way that it impacted all these, and I'm going to use bunny ears. You're using air quotes. Air quotes. I call them bunny ears. Bunny ears. Uh, that's what they are. Oh uh, my God, they're going. Look at them. Influencers. They're quite cute. Influencers. I like them. Yes, influencers. I hate influencers. I don't um, hate influencers. I don't hate influencers. I hate that the fact that that is what they are known as. Yeah, I don't like the term. Fair play, do what you enjoy, put it on the internet, but don't try and influence other people with your shitty adverts and your what you're paid I, to sell. I, I think there's... Stick to your guns. I think <laughs> I think there's a, um, there's a little bit of a blurred line because I, I really appreciate people who are trying to help other people out. We know, and I have spoken to, a pretty pretty heavy, high-up influencer. I'm doing bunny ears now Oh, well. you are doing bunny ears. Um, uh, recently, who we've had some cool conversations with, and we're looking at getting on the podcast and writing something with in the near future. But now, she just does what she enjoys. Now, this is the issue. Because it's her thing that she's... She, she, she's a YouTuber, so she's someone that we've kind of... Like, I've watched for ages. Previously, one of my previous jobs, I was um, working towards being... Working in the kind of digital um, talent world um, when I got let go. Pre uh, coming up in a few weeks' time, the story of how Mick lost his favourite job ever. Oh, but now has a new favourite job ever. Has a new favourite job now. That's it, because I appreciate what I have, not what I lost. Um, the, um, yeah, this girl that who, who's a pretty big YouTuber, like pretty big following her Instagram is like quite adverty heavy. So on Instagram, you have to put hashtag ad when it's an advert for a company and her Instagram is basically, that's what it is. It's her posting great pictures that companies have paid for, um, paid for her to post because she's wearing their clothes or she's using their product. However, I appreciate that because she is being candid with what she's doing. Mm -hmm. She is saying, look, this is a paid advertisement by this company and I really like their clothes. So I thought, why not? Help them out. They'll help, help me. Help I'll help them, them. And if you're looking for new clothes and you like these clothes, this is where you can get them. Here's my discount code. Help yeah. yourself and help me at the same time. Cool. That's fine. What I don't like is the people online who are like, here's a picture of my bum. Buy this tea that's going to make you thin. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's just completely unrelated. Like, there's, there's just, like... I hate those celebrities that post, oh, I really love my new BlackBerry phone, posted it from my uh, like, yeah. Twitter for iPhone. <laughs> yeah, Twitter whatever. for iPhone. It's just like, come on. Yeah, um, Casey Neistat was, um, uh, I think he got caught up in that one, because he's a, he works, he's worked with Samsung for a very long time. Oh, right, okay. But he likes taking pictures on his iPhone. Right. So he did that very thing, was like, <laughs> the new Samsung XYZ or whatever it is, and then... It said, yeah, Twitter for iPhone on the on his post. Um, but like, I saw like Khloe Kardashian getting a bit of heat online for posting a picture saying, I think she did an interview, and Jamila Jamil, who's a, uh, she used to work for the BBC. I don't know who she works for now, but she's like a radio celebrity mm -hmm. who's pretty up on the pop culture world. She basically like dragged her and was like, stop selling people an unrealistic um, view of themselves. Girls don't need your influence. They need truth and empowerment. And I was like, ah. That is sick, rough. Um, because literally what she was posting was, uh, I've had... She doesn't tell people she's had surgery, but... I've, she definitely has. Well, yeah, like, um, she she was one of those, oh, I use these slimming diet tablets to make me thin. Um, well, actually, you know what gets you thin? The right diet and lots of work. Yeah, lots you don't need workouts. those tabs. Um, so you don't need to spend thousands of pounds on this. What about Kylie Jenner and the Pepsi advert? I appreciate it. It's candid. If you're a model... And you're a famous person and you're in a Pepsi advert, be in a Pepsi advert. Mm. I don't think that the Pepsi advert war was um, directed right or written right mm -hmm. for the time when it was released. Yeah, it, wasn't she wore, it she, just became an internet meme. Yeah, where she walked up to the riot police and was like, here, have a Coke, calm the fuck down. Um, Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah. Can I, but do can, I, I, do I, can I have a Coke, please? Um, is Pepsi okay? Uh, yeah, if Monopoly money's okay. 
this see this is where we're going to disagree because I really like, like Pepsi? Pepsi. Oh my god! I will pep myself one time. Well, you must be coking. Ooh. Um, I am a diet coke man. Oh no, I don't. Like I don't drink coke. any of them. I don't drink any of them. I don't know why I said I'm a diet coke man. If someone offered me, would you like full fat or diet? I pick diet. Diet. But if someone said, would you like any of these drinks in this fridge? I'd be like, yeah, I love orange. Juice. I think I'm a Pepsi Max man. Does that make me awful? Um. I mean, I mean, I'm sure it's fine. anyone that judges me on this can just fuck right off. However, stop swearing. <laughs> however, no, we said episode one, we were allowed. We're allowed uh, to swear, but let's try not to because we're smarter. Okay. We're smarter than that. Um, but I mean, I'm defending my Pepsi Max right now, so okay, you know, you're, man's got to really stay true. strong. I saw an interesting video on Instagram with Gary V, where a woman confronted him, confronted him about how much he swears. And um, he said, it's part of my character. Like, if you don't want, if, if me swearing on the internet offends you, you're not my audience. I'm, my audience is the people who um, want to get off their ass and get something done. Yeah. And I'm just here to help them do that. And if I have to swear to get my passion across, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Not because it's something I think I should do, but it's just because who Matt I am. Matt did the same thing, didn't yeah. he? he? He called his audience pussies for not doing certain yeah, things. Yeah, and yeah. He, he even said in one of his private podcast episodes, little look behind the glass here, he, because uh, I'm a patron, um, he even said he was going to take it out and then he was like, nah, sorry, I'll leave it in. Yeah. Uh, and it worked, the video works with it in. Yeah, um, and he was, uh, the woman asked Gary Vee and said, oh, do you swear in front of your kid? And he was like, yeah, all the time. I swear in front of my kid all the time. Mm. And she was like, what? And she was like, if... He's called your bluff. But like he said, if... Um, I'm much, I'm much more prepared to have a conversation with my kid's teacher about her swearing than I am to have a conversation with myself about not being who I am. And I was Ooh, like, oh, hey, that Gary is... V. And everyone, every, you hear the, like three or four seconds of silence and then everyone in the room goes, ooh. And they well, like clapped him as well. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, we don't need to swear, but if it comes out, it's fine. Anyway, what were we talking about? I can't remember. Fire Festival said they were going to do lots of things and they didn't do they them. They didn't do them. Um, we were also talking about celebrities and influence. The bunny ears are back. The bunny ears Influencers. are back. Yes. So this person that we've spoken to on YouTube, we would really like to write something with about perception on the internet. Um, and I floated a few ideas to her and she's not really got back to me yet. So hopefully... Busy, busy, busy. She's very, very busy. Um, hopefully she, her YouTube is probably pretty intense because I think she posts like three times a week or yeah, something. Yeah, so, something insane. Um, we'll, we'll get that sorted as quickly as we can. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a kind of world going on outside of, um, through, the, through your phone, which tells you that there's uh, a, a better life you could be living. Um, when in reality, the life you're living can be better. You don't have to live a different life. You just have to work on the one you've got. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if that means getting off your ass and going to the gym, perfect. If it means cutting off the friends who are toxic, great, do that. If it means getting a job that you really care about, that's the thing you should do. It doesn't mean you should either compromise who you are to, again, Gary Vee, compromise who you are to fulfill this dream that people are selling To you. be like the person you've seen online yeah. or be like the person you know. Yeah, or um, you should shoot for a unobtainable goal um, because the very nature of that goal being unattainable means that you can never get there. And it's not always going to work for you as well. Like I've recently been looking into potentially getting uh, an SLR camera. Like I used to have one. Yeah. I've been looking into getting one because I've always been into photography, but just never pursued it or done it because it's expen It's an expensive habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking into uh, cameras recently because obviously we we have uh, I've have some spare money about. So I was like. Might have a look at an introductory camera. Yeah. How much one am I willing to spend? Here's my budget. Yeah. And have a look at cameras. And I was like, the old me would have been like, oh, well, I need one, like our friend Michal, I yeah. need one that's a thousand pounds because then I will be able to take great shots like Michal. Yeah. That's not the case. You just, you have to have the knowledge and the experience like he does. So buying a thousand, buying the same camera as him isn't going to get my shots the same as his. Yeah. The quality may be there, yeah, but the yeah. shots won't be as good. Yeah. So it's about it's about yeah, like being realistic with what's achievable, um, and also putting yourself in a position where you where you can learn. If someone handed you the key to life at the at the outset, 
it would be no fun. No. Part of the journey, a part of the joy of living is that you're learning all the time. And if you get the thing that you've set out to get, there's always something else you can go after. However, the um, it would be like you getting a camera because you wanted to shoot a James Bay movie. Mm-hmm. Like, probably doable on an SLR. Probably not doable on an SLR that we can afford. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the point. I mean, I can start learning to take photos on my phone. That's the best way to I do can, it. I, Work I, with what you've got. I've been you don't working need with, anything else. I've been working with Mihal for a few years on... He's taught me loads over the years on rule of thirds, how to take a good shot using the grid, composing the shot, things like that. So yeah. that I have. And recently with the monthly challenge we've got, um, well, which was over March, March Memories, um, I've recently been looking through back lo loads of old photos and um, basically finding, I used to take loads of pictures, put them in black and white and like edit, the, edit them in Lightroom on my phone. And right. It was just interesting to see that that's something I started doing on my phone, on, on my old iPhone. Yeah. And now I'm doing it on, I, I don't do it as much anymore, but now have the skills and knowledge that I didn't have back then. Yeah. So it, it was something I thought maybe as a, as a side hobby, I can take go walking with a dog, take some shots out and about where we're walking. And now the weather's getting a bit clearer. Yeah. So it's just a hobby. Yeah. And we used to have one uh, ages ago, me and Jenna, but... It ended up getting stolen, so ah. we've never replaced it. So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you you clearly didn't need it. We didn't. No, we didn't. We definitely didn't. <laughs> if it got definitely, stolen, definitely. I don't, yeah, it's weird. Like I, I've actually heard some people in the minimalism world say um, that, uh, yeah, like if your ha if your house burned down, what things would you, what things would you replace? Mm. They're the th they're the things you should keep. I would probably replace. I don't even know. I don't even know what I would replace from this house that I don't that I couldn't just like I couldn't just live without. Yeah. That's maybe true. a few pictures that Luca and Ezra have drawn. Or maybe my guitar. Um but aside from that, everything. I mean if else, the house burned down you'd need that to busk so you could at least get some money. So. I, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not even that good. Um uh yeah, Neither but like, the people on the streets, but no, they get changed. So. Yeah. Well, I was, one of them was once Ed Sheeran. Oh, he was. Yeah, so there's a, there's a high bar there. <laughs> and speaking, I'm as homeless speaking, and as good as Ed Sheeran. Speaking of unattainable. <laughs> yes, I need to be homeless and own a guitar to become like Ed Sheeran. Uh, that's not what we're selling, people. Um, if you no, want... we're selling a new mattress. If you drop down to... <laughs> <laughs> yes! And that, my friends, is called a callback. Um, if you want if you want we've gone full mattress circle if you want full circular mattress what like Shaq oh Shaq ah have you seen Shaq's mattress no have you ever watched Cribs from like 2003 no Shaq does a Cribs of his house right professional basketball big circular player. yeah his bed if you don't know who Shaq is educate his bed is like 30 foot across yeah the man there is humongous and it's got a giant Superman logo on it <laughs> yes it, of course it does yeah because his name's Shaq yeah, so, it's got an S. Yeah, it's insane. Um, so, yes. Fire, the essay, is out now. It's been out for two, three days. Three so days. You three days. Have, you read Fourth it day now. today. Um, and what else has started today, on the 1st of April, is this month's monthly challenge. Monthly challenge. So, you should sign up to the newsletter on the website. And when you sign up today which you'll go and do right now. Pause the podcast. Right, we'll wait. Three, two, one. Now that you've signed up on the website, you will get in your inbox in uh, some details on this month's monthly challenge. Um, so we are doing it with you. Lots of people across the, across the earth Oh, the, are doing uh, we it. Do, We've got people all over the shop nowadays. Signed up, we do. Um, so, uh, we are all doing it together this month. And if you want to sign up to this month's monthly challenge, which starts today, you still have time. This, this podcast came out very early this morning. You've got time. Um, and even if you catch this a couple of days late, that's fine as well. Sign up and you can join in and catch up. And head to the website, manifestsimplicity.com. Put your email address in the little box. Click yes, click sign up, and it will send me an email, and we'll send you one back saying, here's the challenge. Um, 
Yes, and if you want to read the essay Fire or watch the Fire Festival documentary and then read the essay Fire, you can head to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash fire. F-Y-R-E. Should we do Ask Reddit? Yes, it's everyone's favourite time of the show. It's time for Ask, 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 Reddit, 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 Reddit. Sound like a weird group of... In the blue corner. Rap frogs. We have Ask, and in the red corner, Reddit. I moved my Reddit app on my phone this week. Oh. I deleted the eBay app. Oh. And moved the Reddit app into its place. Where is the Reddit app located on your phone, on your mobile telephone communication device now? Oh, the front page. Oh, no, the second page. No, front page. Front page. I only have, I only have one page. And then on the other page is all the things for um, Instagram, WhatsApp, Without, which is mine and Faith's long distance relationship catch up app. And then Bear is where I write all of my essays. Look at that. Woo! There's a lot in there. We've got essays coming up on distance, um, phantom vibrate, clarity, money, reading, vlogging, routines, passions, passions, motivations, monochrome, uh, communication, creativity, creativity, social media, oceans, shareability, white walls, typing. I feel like this is loads now. Snow, decluttering too. Uh, silence, low, whirlwinds, and P.T. Barnum from The Greatest Showman. Oh, God, no. You yeah. might have to do that one on your own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A podcast on my own. Um, ask Reddit. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. So, mine is uh, related. So, if you were given unlimited resources, how would you lure? Lure. Lure. Is that French? If you're French, Christophe, if you're French... Um, Pierre is Lure 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 L-U-R-E is that or if you're from if you're from Yorkshire Lure Lure we were talking I was talking to Mike at work today yeah. um, before we started and we was talking about Charlie, he was listening to Charlie Boo Charlie Sloth uh, who's a radio disc jockey oh radio disc jockey <laughs> and he was saying that um, he said uh, yeah he's the guy who used to do fire in the booth and I was like Hold on, where are you from? He's from the northwest. He said, "Booth, booth, fire in the booth, fire in like, booth." Oh, hold on, it's called fire in the booth. And fire it, in the booth, <laughs> fire in the booth. That's what it's called. If you're from London and you're Cockney geezer, you say fire in the booth, booth. So if you were given unlimited resources, how would you lure the worst of humanity into at one stadium at the same time? Sheesh. So man. some of the answers I liked were. Fire festival. <laughs> yeah, just to put on a... The thing is, the people who went to... No, they were... They're the worst. They were lemons. <laughs> they were the worst. They spent £3,000 on... Melons. On a... Um, melts. Absolute melts. Uh, they spent £3,000 on private villas. Yeah, idiots. To go and watch Blink-182 in the Bahamas. Idiots. And Blink-182, like, right before the festival, were like, uh, yeah, we're going to cancel. <laughs> um, so we're not coming. Um, also, big shout out to the guy who cancelled all the bands before the festival. Good. He cancelled all the bands, meaning that all the musicians who were about to travel to the festival didn't travel to the festival. Good Which man. was exactly what they wanted, because... If they'd have got there and the bands were playing, there was no bloody security. The stage wasn't set up. They didn't have any of the things that the bands had asked for. So well done to the guy who took the hit. Made <laughs> he went sod this. Made, he literally did. He made an executive decision. He didn't speak to any of them. The manager. Ja Rule. He didn't speak to any of them. He just cancelled the bands. He was like, I've cancelled the bands. No one's coming. Oh. Good lad. Um, one of the other answers was Jet Skis, Monster Energy and Fortnite. Um, okay, what's wrong with Jet Skis? I don't know. The man just put it in his... Or the, or the woman. So they're trying to lure people into the worst of humanity into a stadium. That means that he thinks people who ride jet skis are the worst people in humanity. Well, people that ride jet skis, drink Monster Energy and play Fortnite are the worst. Monster Energy is not good. It's not good. No. Is it green? Uh, is it green? I don't know. I, don't I once... It, they, I mean, the can is black and green. I once had one driving home from work because I was really worried about falling asleep before I drank coffee. I was really worried, worried about falling asleep and it was an hour and 15 minute drive home and it was a late, late finish. And I would normally get a relentless, but... Oh, still not good, but... 
but not taste, as bad. but taste much better. Yeah. Um, and all they had was Monster Energy, and I was like, oh god, I, it's either that or crash my car. <laughs> it's the like cake or death. It's yeah, monster or death. Monster or death. So it was like, okay, I'll have a can of Monster, and it was so bad that I pulled over into the hard shoulder and littered. Oh. It was so bad, I caused environmental damage. You probably killed an entire field as well. Monster Energy just seeped into the earth and killed everything. The, the water supply in, in uh, North Manchester is now uh, poisoned. One of the answers for this question that I didn't uh, put onto the episode plan, but uh, I, I enjoyed was, well, you've got unlimited resources, so literally hire the biggest, baddest private military firm to go and acquire like terrorist groups and alt-right people groups and just the worst of humanity force them into the stadium that and works. then just nuke the stadium because you've got unlimited resources if you've got unlimited resources you, you could, could you go, don't go through to find them. all the child molesters all them find rapists sexual assault people not victims but obviously the people doing this yeah, the... anyone who's anyone who's horrible um give them a chance to change you've got unlimited resources you can wait as long as you want Okay. If give them a chance to um, to change, and when they don't change, turn them into a bloody goonie like little rabbit food. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but you don't need to convince them to turn up either. You can literally force them with your yeah, private military. You've got firm. a private military firm. Yeah, there you go. Because you've unlimited resources. Yeah. So that was a, that was a good answer. But lure, lure. If you're going to lure them in, that means you can't use force. I lure them in. Lure them in with with bloody security firm. <laughs> okay, my friend, my question was about a festival. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> oh my god! And don't forget, if you need a mattress, get, yeah, you can head get to. down to Dave's Big Furniture Wonderland. <laughs> Does Dave own a furniture shop? <laughs> I don't okay, know. if you were if you were setting up your ideal festival, right? Yeah, you got to have an opening. I've already got answers for this. Okay, you got to have an opening act. Okay, then you got to have. Two mid act, uh, middle of the evening bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a headliner. Yeah. You're about to pick four bands. Who'd you pick for your festival? Uh, does it have to be bands or artists? Bands, artists, dead uh, or dead or alive. Oh, now you've opened up a whole new game. I thought I had my answer. Is this your answer on the page? Yeah. Go on then. You say yours. Um, I would have. It's actually out of order. I would have, um, Def Cab for Cutie. Okay, yeah, down for that. I've seen them live, they're good. Just after, I'm, I'm going to give you time periods on each one. Death Cab for Cutie, just after Transatlanticism came out. Okay, yeah. So they're like in their heart. Like a good album. Yeah, like a, like they're, I want them to almost play that album all the way through. But I also want some of the bangers from like the previous, from like older Death Cab stuff. So I'd have them open and then I'd have um, Biffy Clyro. Okay. But like... Um, third album, Biffy Clyro. Mm -hmm. So they did Puzzle. Oh, maybe Puzzle's not even the first album. Sugar. Maybe fourth album, Biffy Clyro. Fourth album, Biffy. Um, I want them basically to start the show with um, The Captain. I want them to start with that. Okay. Uh, mountains, all the stuff from that album is great, but I also want some of the from the previous album. Yeah. Um, then I want second album, Angels and Airwaves. Okay. Before Tom DeLonge went mental. <laughs> mental. <laughs> the action you just did. Mental. Yeah, I just like pushed him to the side. Mental. He, before he went absolutely psycho and turned into like a UFO hunting crazy person. Um, so just before that. UFO hunting crazy person. He started, he's left Blink 182 and started a company called To the Stars, which is a like company that's looking at whether UFOs exist. Or they think they do exist. And he's got like, he's aligned himself with lots of American. Um, scientists and ex-NASA people and people who work for the CIA and stuff and he's basically he's gone a, bit, a little bit south but album one and two Angels and Airwaves and to a certain extent Love as well with album three really really good um, so I'd have them and then I'd have a um, two hour Foo Fighters mega set 
Ooh, two hours worth of Foo Fighters. Yeah. That's good. I'd have all the iterations of Foo Fighters as well. So I'd have early Foo Fighters with the original lineup. Mm -hmm. And then um, when um, Taylor Hawkins joins the band and then Chris Shiflett joins the band and then I'd also have where Pat Smear left and then came back. And then right at the end, I'd have them play... Um, uh, I'd have them play In Your Honour all the way through from front to back. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I've thought about you, it. You have thought about it. <laughs> See, I know, I know, th I know potentially three of my four. Okay. But I've got a fourth in mind, but I'm not sure whereabouts in the order I'd put them. I because might... I've seen two of these four people live, and I know their energy levels. If that makes sense. I might have you two come and do a guest. No, mini, no. mini set. Foo Fighters always have a local band. Come and they come and do two or three songs with them. Right. I'd have Bono and The Edge from U2 come and they do um, Where the Streets Have No Name, With or Without You, and uh, Grace. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. So I think for mine, it would be potentially... I think I'd have to do Kid Cudi first. Okay, opening the day. So that's like a, it's like an early evening. So there's obviously been some like filler acts to begin with. Obviously. People are pretty hyped. Yeah. The sun's just about to go down. Kid Cudi comes out. He's Day and night. Dun, 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 no, dun, 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 no, not that. Dun, 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 not that right. remix version, because yeah. that's wank. The original... <laughs> you said stop swearing. The... You've said fucking wank on this show. <laughs> the original... The actual original from Man on the Moon Part 1 okay. is incredible, but he's got so many, like, chill, easy you into the evening type songs. Okay. But that you can proper get behind the beat on. Yeah. So loads of those. Yeah. Then I think I'm stuck between one or another to, to come on, but I think potentially next would be... Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, <laughs> no. Um... Oh, I don't know. It would either be Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Yeah. Because he's got his original mixtapes though, when he used to re-release them for free. Before mm. he was signed to a label, he yeah, used to release yeah, yeah. them all for free. See, I like this. So his original mixtapes were incredible. Oh, I'm editing mine. Well, I've let just me thought, finish I've mine. Just about, I'm having a second stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going three nights deep. Let me finish. Headlining mine, the then. third night. Yeah, go on. Is um, yeah, so potentially Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, get him out, get the crowd pumped a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's starting to get hype now. It's hype. The crowd are chill, they're into it. Donald Glover comes out, does a bit Imagine of finishing with This Is America. Exactly, that's what he would finish with. Yeah. And then he'd go off. <gasps> and then I think Chance the Rapper would come Why? on. Chance the Rapper. But those two have a song together. Yeah. So they can do. Called The Worst Guys. They so can they do could a track come on together. together. Yeah. Then Chance, being as humble and as amazing and as cool as he is, would just blow the crowd away with his humility and shit like that. Um, and then I think Jurassic Five to end it off. <laughs> oh Jurassic God. Five. That now, would be so sick. I've seen Jurassic Five live and they're incredible. Absolutely incredible. One of the best gigs I've ever been to. Um, and I've seen Chance live twice um, when he came over once before he was famous with Colouring Book and everything and uh, now with Colouring Book. So Sick. still the same guy. That's, no matter what, see, what venue The thing is, we've gone two very different genres. I've gone kind of like big epic rock and yeah. you've gone like kind of like a little bit underground rappy. Yeah. Until you get to Jurassic 5. Like not yet. Well, Jurassic 5, incredible. But I was really tempted to throw Deantwood in there because they're just hype as hell. Like, any gig with them in has to be hype. I worked at, um, uh, in that job where I was working towards the digital talent. Oh, group. yeah. Um, the guy who does their tour bookings uh, works there. Um, and Deant Ward are like a, like a big, big act. Um, and he had a giant Deant Ward poster in his <laughs> office. Um, she scares a shit out of me. <laughs> she's very scary. She's yeah, she's insane. Uh, my 
ex and her one of her friends they went to go and see them once and they said they were just phenomenal on stage like just energy everywhere yeah. um, but I think I'd have to round out with Jurassic 5 just because they're amazing like yeah. their stage presence like the songs that one of the songs they came out to I can't remember the name of it it's either Radio or For You let me just double check I've got it on my playlist Honor, Honourable Mentions at my gig um, uh, John Bellion I'd have John Bellion play a little little guest set. Um, I might also have John Mayer. Okay, a little bit of Johnny John. I'm a, I'm a guitar man, so John Mayer is right up there. Uh, Future Sound, I think it is. Okay. Uh, they all come out individually and introduce themselves, but they all come out. They all came up on stage when their, when their bit started. Sick. And it's just a way to introduce themselves to the crowd was just incredible. Or it, it could be back for you or radio. It's yeah. one of the two. Third story. Third story. Oh, go my, on. Third stage. Third stage. My big, my big rock stage would have those four bands on it. And then I'd have like, oh. a, like a singer-songwriter era stage which would have like um but like still cool which would have um frank ocean dallas green john no you wouldn't have dallas green though. frank ocean i'd have i'd have john mayer i'd have john bellion and i would have um damien rice ah uh, well played that would be like a cool kind of yeah like acoustic like guitars chilly, but also yeah. hip-hoppy um, and then finish up with John Belly and just like smashing it. I would potentially have a little separate stay earlier in the day. Yeah. Lonely Island. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, so remember, don't believe anything you see online. Go to Chester if you want some sustainably sourced palm oil. And climate change is real. And climate you, change is real, people. If you want to stand outside of your school and protest it, now's the time. And if you ever shut your fingers in your tray to go home and play Smackdown versus Raw, um, I know someone who's already done that. So and don't forget, you can get a new mattress at Big Dave's Warehouse of <laughs> Furniture for only $4.99. Right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That, may, that way, more people will get to hear the show. Please just tell someone about it as well. If you like the podcast and you think other people would get some joy and some value out of it, then just uh, send it to them now. In a Spread the word. Yeah, click share and send it to one person. Um, we'd love to kind of grow and reach some more people. So this is your mission for this week is to share this podcast with someone who you think would get some value out of it. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with our daily lives, you can find us on Instagram at manifestsimplicity. Oh no, manifest.simplicity. Or if you just search manifest simplicity, I'm sure that, I'm sure that We will, do come um, up if you search for us. Yeah, I'm sure that stuff will come up, won't it? Come on! Until next time, we will see you on the flippity flop. On the flippity flop.